When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. A man who has never lost, joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line, Chris Carino, radio voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Chris, thank you for joining the show. How are you doing, sir? Q, I love your 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 quick shift of positivity from Dylan Bundy to me. <laughs> Chris, it's easy when it's between you and Dylan Bundy. Trust me, it's 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 well, really gotta, night and day. If you're betting on the Orioles, I, I, you may have to. Is there a number to call for that? One eight hundred one eight hundred gambler. Actually, yes. Chris, yeah. Yeah. we actually yeah. have to give it out after every. Uh, we, uh, so, sometimes I feel we need it more than anyone else. It's probably you know, it's for the content. That and Jenna <laughs> Yes, yes, Chris. Yes, so. Chris, thank you for joining the show. We we have to ask you before we get into some playoff talk. Um, just like the state of the Brooklyn Nets, some news did come out with the Ben Simmons, uh, I guess saga at this point, with he's getting surgery this offseason mm-hmm. on his back. So that's another thing to add to the list of kind of what's going on with Brooklyn. Of course, you have the looming contract negotiations between Brooklyn and Kyrie Irving. What's the next order of business for them? How do you see this thing playing out this offseason for them? Yeah, that's uh, there. That's a loaded question. That is that is breaking news, by the way. Ben Simmons getting back surgery. Yeah. That was something that um, we didn't know. Uh, you know, there, there, you know, there were there were issues whether or not that that was real. You know, did he have yeah. a real back? And you know, he he brought up the fact that maybe some of his stresses contributed to his back pain. Um, but apparently, there's you know enough where they need to to go in and do surgery and. Yeah, I just hope that it all works out for him, both physically and mentally, and he can come back because the Nets—they they don't have a lot of flexibility financially. Yeah, and he's already under contract. It's not like they can go. They're going to—they're going to need him next year. And with Kyrie Irving, it's a similar situation because it's like if you don't sign Kyrie Irving or he opts out of that last year, it's not like now you can spend that money somewhere else. It just goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so their best option would be that he, maybe that he, that he, that he opts in and, and, and plays for one year. Uh, personally, I think you, you let the market kind of dictate the kind of extension you're willing to give him. Um, you know, I think it's a two way street, you know, he, he hasn't, he hasn't had three full years with the nets. The nets have to think twice about saying, Hey, whether or not we're going to give this guy a match extension, but You've, you've got to you've got to consult Kevin Durant. You want to make him happy. There's a, there's a lot. Sean Marks is is going to have a uh, a big big off season here. How long, Chris, have you been covering the Nets all told? <laughs> 
I have uh, been the play-by-play voice for 21 years, and I go back 30 years in, in covering them in some way. So how does this scenario compare to some of the other, I would call it like, un- unfortunate series of events when one had high expectations, say the, the Paul Pierce yeah. trade? Yeah, I don't even with the Paul Pierce and Garnett deal, I don't know if the Nets the bar had ever been set as high as this year. I mean, even then, even in those years, I don't think the Nets were ever a, you know, top two favorite in Vegas to win the NBA championship. So it was gonna be it was gonna be tough to live up to that no matter what. But there were so many things going on in the start of the season between COVID and Harden and Durant and Kyrie Irving and um, it's disappointing. I, I think the only other time the Nets were ex- had this kind of expectation level was in 2003, coming off their NBA Finals year when they when they lost to the Lakers and Shaq and Kobe and them in the finals. The next year, I mean, you're looking at hey, the, the same team's coming back. Uh, they they should get to the finals again, but that team delivered. You know that team that team got to the finals and that team took the San Antonio Spurs to six games. And and then there were some injuries later on, and they started breaking up the team after that. But uh, So to see this kind of expectation level and then to get swept in the first round, um, that is, in, in my 30 years covering the Nets, it's the biggest disappointment. I, I do a, a show on the weekends on the fan, and it feels like, Chris, that fans in New York don't really care about New York basketball, They really and they really care a lot less about the Nets, even with all the star power. I'm sure you kind of know all that. Do you feel like the organic nature of the the, the Nets roster when it had D'Lo and Jarrett uh, Allen and all those guys like delivered a, more of a buzz than this version of the Nets did now? No, I don't think it delivered more of a buzz. I think there was more of a connection with the mm-hmm. fans and the team to that team. Yeah, um, This team definitely creates more of a buzz. Uh, I also think when you, you know, I'll, I'll turn on the, the New York stations and, and the New York coverage and, and they wouldn't talk about the Nets or they would downplay the Nets, you know, uh, their standing in New York. But then when you turn on all the national shows, yeah, yeah. when you turn on the, the talking head shows on TV and ESPN and Fox and, you know, Sirius and everything, NBA radio, it, all they were ever talking about was the Nets. Right. So I think – that of course had a lot to has everything to do with Kevin Durant and when James Harden was there and you know Kyrie Irving I mean those guys are you know this league and you and you think about with the, the way young people follow the league I almost think there's more of an allegiance these days to players mm-hmm. than there is to teams and you would have hoped that what, what I think you're hoping for in Brooklyn and again the story is not done I mean there's still it, this is still the Durant era is still ongoing. But you, you hope that the kids growing up in New York and Brooklyn, that next generation who aren't necessarily just going to father, uh, follow in their father's legacy and root for the Knicks, that they're going to they're going to be rooting for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and and that eventually that will attach them to the team. And when those guys aren't there anymore down the road, they'll be Nets fans, and they may still root for whatever star player is the the hot guy at the time. But they're always going to have their basis you know, rooted in the nets. And, you know, it's hard. It, 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 I, say it, I say it when you look at the Knicks right now and they're young players and they're kind of like growing together a little bit. 
you know, it reminds you a little bit of that, that mm-hmm. D-Lo Nets team and things like that. But I always say to people, like, that's great. Like, but that D-Lo, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert team was only going to get you so far. Mm-hmm. Like, you still need a superstar player to win a championship in this league. And any team would give up those players, those up-and-coming players, to get a top-five player like the Nets got in Kevin Durant. And I say to Nick fans sometimes, well, you could say all you want about R.J. Barrett and, and, and Randall and Quickly and all these guys, but are you willing to give them up to get Donovan Mitchell? Like, because you're eventually, you're going to have that opportunity maybe, or if you think you're going to be a championship team, you may have to do that. The whole idea of when you're building young players and you're, 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 you're building assets is to develop those assets and either turn them into superstars like the Milwaukee Bucks did with Giannis. They turned him into a superstar, but as so, the odds of that are so long, or you've got to go out and get yourself a LeBron James. And, you know, you're going to have to give up those assets to get it. So some markets have no choice. We're going to draft John Morant, and we're going to hope he grows into a superstar that can lead us to a championship. Otherwise, you've got to develop R.J. Barrett if you're in a major market and then try and turn him into a superstar player. It's a, it's a, and those decisions come down to you build it up for four or five years, you create this culture, you create this ethic, you, you develop all these assets, and then all of a sudden it's, yeah, well, here's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You want to take a chance on that? Oh, well, absolutely I'll take a chance on that. So, you know, that's the, that you, you, you face that moment of truth, and, and what you do could determine the next, you know, 10 years of your franchise. Hey, Chris, we got like two minutes. Who do you like in the Boston-Milwaukee series? Because Milwaukee does have the superstar in Giannis, but the Celtics, you just got a first uh, up-and-close look at them, and they look really good yeah. right now. Yeah, I, was, I watched game one, and I said, wait, what happened to the Boston team that we just watched <laughs> yeah. sweep the Nets? It was not the same team, but they came with more intent. And even without Marcus Smart in game two, came with that intensity. Uh, the, they defended the way we knew they can defend. <clears throat> I think it's a long series. I think it's seven games. And I think that Boston will win a game seven on their home floor. That's just – I just think they have such an incredible home court advantage and they'll figure out how to do that. But it's hard to bet against Giannis. I really think yeah. the winner of this series will win the East and, and I think uh, even, even win the championship. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ooh, Chris, so before we get you out of here, what about the Western Conference? We see John Morant making things interesting with Steph Curry last night. They get a W, tie the series, and say, you know, we're going to have some fun. How do you see that series uh, shaking out? And also, who's going to take on, like you said, the winner of this next series in the Eastern Conference Finals, or rather, the NBA Championship? Yeah, I, I think it's you know I, I predicted it would be it would be uh, it would be Golden State Boston after the first round. I think maybe on your show earlier, I think earlier in the year, mm-hmm. I said it'd be a rematch of Phoenix and Milwaukee. So at least I'm alive in, in whatever <laughs> whatever pick you want to listen to. Yeah. But um, I, 
I was really impressed by the Golden State Warriors. I think just to throw a bow on the West, I mean, the way they came through the first round, even the way they've looked in the first two games, I mean, it took a 47-point performance. And I understand that, you know, Bain's a little banged up and they lost uh, – they had the flagrant foul at the beginning of the game and they lost Dylan Brooks. Mm -hmm. But I I think Golden State's starting to remind you of those great Golden State teams. Uh, Curry's back. So I I think – I don't know if anybody's beating in the West. Even Phoenix, I think, with – what they've done this year, I still think Golden State's magic is there again, and I and I got to go Warriors, but I, I but I do think the size and the physicality of either Boston or Milwaukee is going to give uh, give one of those teams the championship. That's my uh, that's my bold prediction, guys. Hey, Chris, every prediction you give us is bold because you come on our <laughs> show. It's a bold thing to do to come on our show. A lot of people can't take it. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And it's a testament to your producer, Cameron Gray. As much as I do love you guys, I love Cam. Absolutely. We all love Cam. That's that's something we can all share. Thank you, Chris Carino, joining us on the Roman guest line from the Brooklyn Nets. He's the radio voice. Been covering the team longer than I've been alive. Only one can wish for that type of longevity.